funny. I was watching Get Back, you know, the new Peter Jackson documentary. Oh, cool. And, I haven't started And yet. I was watching cool. it while I was actually doing songwriting with my mate Sam Taylor, who's like the poet, you know, extraordinaire, the oh. new Allen Ginsberg. And there's like, the the Beatles are there and they're working on all these two. I mean, I, I was crying. I, I couldn't. Oh. And I had no idea the dynamics and just who who the real glue and linchpin of that band was. I just didn't know it was fully Paul McCartney to the extent, at uh-huh. least at this period. In the, and I just, and you're talking about exhaustion and Paul's like, could we get back to the music? And like, because we've got like 14 songs to make up and we only have four, like two weeks before. And they're trying to, you know, and it's just this beautiful, his just the depth of his discipline and maturity uh-huh. around these people his age but seemed seemingly quite a bit younger it just is a real selfless and i found his it seems like john lennon and george harrison for me in my own childhood heart and mind was they were um my gurus in a way they were my first teachers i would put to head and it wasn't so much paul mccartney as for what i could understand as a child but in fact the cosmic ordinariness and workaday of the happy angelic gabriel like um angel that is paul mccartney that Mm -hmm. spirituality is much more interesting to me now than the (laughs) john lennon george harrison spirituality which had a an ungroundedness to it and a kind Mm of what i saw was a little bit self-centered and egoic and so i felt that uh Paul McCartney is my example. And now I, I just have a newfound, deep love for Paul McCartney. It just, I didn't know the extent to what he was telling Ringo what to do, at least at this point, or the extent to which he was guiding and the level and his clarity. And, you know, he's going home to his wife and waking up. He's always the first one in the room. He's like, where's John? Is Ringo coming today? Is he, co- is he, did he find, you know, it's like, oh, there's George. Good. You know, it's like, can we like get to work? Because like we have some stuff to get. So it was, a, it was a really, really interesting view, and I just loved them all. You know, it was just beautiful. It was very inspiring. Uh, and uh, you know, I thought of you, and all all you need is love came on, and you're like, can you believe we were all singing that together all over the world? That song. Can you imagine yeah. that that happened? And and there yeah. was a feeling that something could happen, like there could be a gestalt. The Beatles are uh-huh. part of a gestalt. They're at the beginnings of a gestalt. They're at the end of yes. a certain age. And, and it's almost like why we do these talks. Like, are we on the brink of, is there a possibility for a shared, uh, you know, you universe gestalt? And you felt that with them. Like, my gosh, reality shifting. Well, and they were, you know, they were the biggest band in the world. And the biggest band maybe that, you know, not just ever has been, but maybe ever will be. It's hard to under uh, like imagine the circumstances under which any band could have that kind of pull, especially now, ever again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Too much pulling and, our attention, but people were hungry. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, yeah, you're well. It's well said. It's like a yeah. If they turned that power towards good, they tried. They did to turn that power towards good, and I feel very grateful to them for that. Me too. You know? Yeah, well, strange, like that's you know? good. Good on you, Jess. Me too, you know, me like, too. That's cool. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. Oh, my you God. You could have used that platform for whatever, and you tried to do a little good with it. Like, let's let's talk 
I mean, you know, name name and album. You know, you could just, the, the percentage of their songs that are about love. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness that happened. Thank goodness that's what they did with that power. I think it did some some real good. Or daring in the end to just be, quite frankly, overtly spiritual without even any, yeah. not even a Bob Dylan <laughs> yeah. opaque veiled way, just right up in your face spiritual. You know, do all without doing. You know, they're just, they're, they're, they're quoting Taoism yeah. and, and Hinduism and, you yeah. know, they're, they're, they're not, they're sort of right out there. And it's funny, it's this beautiful Hare Krishna man looked pure as could be in the room while they were doing their practice, just quietly doing his japa, his mantra. And this is so yeah. beautiful. George brought someone along. I don't know who he is. Who's that? Lakona? Paul's like, you know. <laughs> it seems like that was at a time when Eastern religion was treated in the West as a spirituality that transcended religion. That is, that is, that is, that's right. Indeed. And in Which fact, my interest funny. in Buddhism was very much Oh no! Here's a religion that transcends religion. Yeah, right. I mean, my, yeah, right. my which is there was no uh, ironically. I think that seems to be how you feel about Christianity now, or or, or really about the esoteric sap that flows inside the bark of the exoteric in every single spirituality, which always seems to imply an iconoclastic, you know, transcendence of the conventional. <laughs> So what? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I'm not. I don't know if that was an answer to that. Well, what I mean is, what you're saying, matter. what I'm doing with Christianity is what I oh. felt with Islam well, and you, what I felt with Hinduism. You said many times that that you, that you saw that you've seen the teaching of of Christ as transcending religions, as throwing all religions away, as as stepping beyond all religions, putting... Oh, no, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying yeah, that okay. that would be... I'm saying the yeah. esoteric sap, the stuff, the, the, the inner... I see. The, the inner... <laughs> that does not enough that provides clarification. The inner mystic... You know, you know the esoteric sap, man. No, no. What part the, of esoteric sap don't you understand? So, inner, uh, so I'll just be clear. Just yes. the, the mysticism or the, the way that the teachings tend to land on love and the yes. way the religions tend to have, in the 12th century particularly, become mystical. All of a sudden yes. you have this thing, and there's a sense yes. with in, in, in Cordova, Spain, or there's a sense of like, my goodness, my religion is a way, but I think it kind of, there's an implication that they all transcend themselves in their very pith. That's what I meant by uh -huh. that inner. Uh -huh. the, the, nice. the, and and I've, I've always, I think because of Asha, because of... Uh, you know, a spiritual teacher from the 60s who got us out of it because of, you know, because of Ram Das, because of various people who were seeking that be here now, you know, these kind of what you said, like almost like, oh, here's a religion that's beyond religion. And then we forgot that indeed, by the way, Judaism and Christianity has plenty of that in it too. We had to go way out of our normal, <laughs> I think, I think mm -hmm. to get that idea. Now it's sort of, you and I and other people are taking what we've learned but by a little more fastidious, maybe looking at the actual traditions of the East. And you, now they're. You know, our teacher said when he taught us the Heart Sutra, I remember him saying that, like, you know, now you guys are going to know the Heart Sutra and it's not going to be like the Tibetans. Like for, for Americans, when they think of Christmas, they think of the smell of pine needles. And, um, mm. and that, uh, you know, the Heart Sutra has become this incantation 
that you like you just say this this thing this blah blah to like scare away spirits or something like that but but to engage with what it means that's it's unusual the the more common something is sometimes in a culture mm. and mm. um yeah, it's very true so yeah so coming from some of these traditions right it can be harder as a native to these traditions uh, <laughs> to, to get into this yeah the to engage with the right the uh, the, the esoteric pith no the esoteric <laughs> sorry sap. it was terrible sorry. and it doesn't even need and i, I forgive me it does you're such an esoteric sap it doesn't have to even you know and i i i, I should say i should say that the, the inner sap because that would allow of course for the exoteric oh. but rather a oh, and yeah. and in, you know an informed and an an informed spirituality that's always questioning the religious institution at the very least, uh, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. At the very least, come on, like uh -huh. this this vehicle is but a vehicle. Let's not get too hoity-toity about our particular vehicles. <laughs> so, um, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, right, yeah. yeah, right. And then, yeah, this like I don't know what makes it esoteric or you know yes. like hidden. Uh, what what you hope and and what it se seems to be consistent in at least the major religions that I I have some familiarity with is the the uh, there can be I mean the the sound of it is almost like oh this part's hidden or this part's not for you or this part's only for the yeah, it can't um, the initiated yeah. Yeah. but then you know what it's also right self self hidden because there's certain because the the nucleus or the core around these around which these religions are built is is a nucleus is a is a core of mystery and um and that's you know nat naturally esoteric and and mm -hmm. and almost the what is in some cases only for the initiated is to be in a circle within the orthodoxy that is allowed to admit that to one another. Yep. Um, yep. And... <laughs> right. Which has its issues. Yeah, oh yeah. Just yeah, a little right. bit, yeah. And some contradictions just built in right from the get-go. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And then, like, a lot of the, whatever, outer form, the exoteric formations, yes. like, yeah. as, as you would say, are, like, um, <laughs> forms or rote systems by which if you did these systems, then you might respect things in the way that one would if they understood what can never be understood or, or understood that uh, there's a point at which things can never be understood uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, by, by this mind, by this uh -huh. sort of a mind. And um, I you... think that's shared across all, all the major systems I'm, I'm aware of. Would you say that, I mean, do you, do you think that, for example, I mean, doesn't, do, do you see Buddha's teachings as a, a reformation and transformation of the Vedic Upanishadic Mahabharatic, which is the world in mm -hmm. which he was dwelling, um, yogic, like in a, in a way they're always kind of not, not, not so much esotericizing but 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 taking what has become ossified and mm -hmm. then re not revamping because it's there's a there's a deeper implication in christ and buddha for example or Tzu and lao tzu than a revamping of christianity hinduism and you know confucianism there's more going on than that 
Like you know, it, the Buddha right. uses a lot of uh, uses a lot of very like overt, aggressive, rejectional terminology that you don't see as much in a lot of other uh, mm. reformations necessarily. Mm. Although, yeah, <laughs> Protestant. The Jews. yeah, the Jewish people. Yeah. Well, I was mm. going to say, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Well, I was going to say the word Protestant. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. For Prote- example, yeah, the, 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 the big <laughs> yeah, protest. Right. Yeah, that's that's strong. <laughs> that's strong. I mean, um, you know, an Atman. You know, like when it comes down to like, okay, I'm, I, for this soul thing that we're all teaching and trying to inspire. You know, mm. inspire one another. Mm. Learn about the Atman. I'm going to teach about no Atman, a non non soul, non self. <laughs> yeah, um, that's pretty aggressive. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, yeah, it is. It is really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, I do think, I mean, I do think in a way um, it is inspired by a lot of those forms because it's inspired by yogic practices, right? The art of introspection and... Mm, um, good definition. And then it uh, sort of shakes up um, the, the outward discussion and says, well, you know, let's, we're talking about the thing that you find, but... Um, let's talk about the finding of not finding or something. <laughs> yeah. And, and do you then, feel, do you think that these, do you think, do you see the traditions as separate as perhaps we project onto them historically? Like for example, between quote unquote Hinduism, which is an 18th century academic no. term, which we're using to define all yeah, the various right. forms of religion in India, just to say that again, just to study. Well, so, sure. But, right. But do I mean, you, te- see, you know, do you whatever. See... Technically, I would say that um, uh, whatever Orthodox Hindu thought is the, the whatever, the group of systems in ancient India that, that accept the Vedas for the most part. Right. Um, and so it's not necessarily all the systems in India, but I do think that that dialogue between different systems in India seems to me to be at the heart of a lot of the evolution of, of, you know, everybody all around. I mean, it seems like, you know, Shankaracharya, the, the, you know, Advaita Vedanta systems of Orthodox Hindu thought seem, you know, very much seem to me responsive to what's going on in Buddhism. But I think, probably in Buddhism too, even the Yoga Sutra, um, which, you know, is coming up right at this moment where the, you know, the Mahayana movement, the outward movement in, in Buddhism to more overt teachings about compassion. Yeah, certainly, certainly compassion, but also like much gnarlier aggressive presentations of emptiness and what isn't at the bottom of things. And then, and then the, you know, the system of Patanjali, the, the yoga with a capital Y, as I like to think of it, the, um, the system of the Yoga Sutra seems like an attempt to use the word yoga again, use the word introspection again as a way to sort of reclaim the, uh, the, the, the term or the idea or the practice of introspection as belonging as much to the orthodox path um, as it does to this non-orthodox path claimed by Buddhism. Yeah. Um, seems to me that they're all happening in dialogue, that that, um, 
that there's a sophistication developing in all these systems and and and, and that, they're going to outdo each other. Yeah, well, outdo or understand each other depending on on who's doing the 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 the, the research. I and... kind of think outdo. I mean, that's a nice way to think about it, but I also think there's like a healthy competitiveness between brothers oh, or something. Uh, or, that, like... or unhealthy, yeah, healthy or unhealthy. I, I, I wasn't so I'm much sure. referring to the healthy, but they, for example. Even the think. the close distinct the, the distinction between Atman and Anatman, when you begin to do look at a, a system like a Sankhya system or a, mm. any 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 Vedic influenced system, the thing you think is Atman, you're basically wrong all the time. So <laughs> you end up finding yeah, right. out that their Atman yeah. is very subtle. So they're engaged with a lot of Anatman. So when a Buddha comes along or some, we, they, there's already a tendency towards what would be called in the West apophatic or via negativa or not this, not that, a kind of neti neti yeah. is built uh -huh. into the Vedic framework that is is used methodologically. I must have streamed into Buddhist thought and we're, we're like, oh, it's even more on Atman than you think. <laughs> I mean, uh -huh, it's, uh -huh, I mean, right. it's even, we can go We've got to go even more subtle than the work you've already done in, in, in dismantling the false self, if you will, sure. or the self that doesn't exist, that you think does exist, that's causing all your problems, even though it doesn't exist. So that, you know, you know, that those, and then it seemed like, do you agree with some interpretations that, how distinct do you think the systems of Buddhism and Hinduism are? And, and I mean, I, I how much overlap do you think there is? I mean, yeah, they're trying to outdo each other, but I just, I just, I, I was biased by my, my university education of just seeing them as really two very clear streams. And then I've heard from others since my twenties, um, that, 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 that's in fact, maybe not the case. So what, what would your response to that? I don't know how to, uh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. It's too vast as. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't quantify, you know, they're this much apart or that much apart, right? Of course, there are many distinctive systems, like like you said, right? We're we're taking a large swath of religious ideas yes. and tradition and, and, putting and, and putting them under the banner Hindu. And even if we take only the traditions that um, that do accept the Vedas as authoritative source texts. Uh, those systems seem to range from polytheistic to monotheistic to pantheistic to, to <laughs> maybe even atheistic, maybe, maybe, right? You know, In the like case we of talking, yeah, times, yeah. it looks like maybe, it looks like maybe. yeah, <laughs> right. So uh, it's sort of call that a religion, right? Is, it's a little um, bit, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. right. It's not the way we were taught things go in school, and then. Um, yeah. <laughs> And then Buddhism, right? Like people love to call that the the non-religion. It's a science, more of a science than a religion, really. And and I don't I don't feel that. You know, I feel like it's a, a religion. So how do they do they overlap? You know, certainly at points. You know, I think that that's clear. And I think there are parts where they differ at points. Is there any? If we were going to pick the most alike systems of um, uh, Buddhism and uh, orthodox hindu thought um which ones would they be and i think it's a no-brainer i mean i think it's mm -hmm. just really clearly the sort of the latter yep. developed forms right it's, it's advaita vedanta Indeed. and yeah. and middle way buddhism i mean of course those are the the closest it seems mm -hmm. both of them are are pointing beyond um any 
forms that can clearly describe reality. Both of them are saying that all forms or descriptions of reality other than direct union with reality are uh, provisional, um, are uh, mm. conventional, deceptive, right? Mm. Maya, mm. illusional, mm. right? Mm. Delusional, mm. probably. Mm. Mm. So um, can I go back to something you said earlier? What would you say to this? Um, when when we were talking, you were mentioning the, the Heart Sutra and saying, well, you know, a, a, a place where they're just, you know, leaning on the Heart Sutra through a kind of faith and sort of an accident of birth, if you will. And you just is the Our Father of this country, you know, and, and we just do. And you, you just like with the Our Father, we lose uh, track of the very precise nature of the, the prayer that Jesus taught in the Gospel of Matthew in chapter five, mm-hmm. in which he gave us that and sort of. The birth of his teaching ministry, if you will, and I, it, I, it, to I, be clear, I'm loath. I'm, I'm, I'm right. reminded by what you said that we were taught that in that that's way, right. and I'm loath to personally take that position. Right, right. That's why I I'm, 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 I'm just want to. Tra- that's why I'm right. circling back, and I'm not yeah. almost. I'm not even saying that you took the position, but right. what, the, the yeah. mistake I made when I heard that is I assumed immediately that my relationship to the Heart Sutra, going through the Tibetan going through the Sanskrit, word mm. by word, memorizing parts of it in Sanskrit, because my Tibetan's terrible, my Sanskrit was, was not great, but okay-ish. Mm. Um, and, and so then do at, at the time, and then, and, and, and then learning that in English, and then I'm getting the goods, the Gnostic goods, the, the knowledge. Now, mm. now having become, uh, uh, be, being in the Christian way now, and 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 as I've I believe matured spiritually, uh, now I'm I'm the quote unquote fool that just believes in the way that a very wise and this is again my own projection a very wise uh, Tibetan woman who hasn't maybe gone to college or man a wise. A Mexican man or woman who maybe has a wise American man or woman who hasn't gone to any kind of formal training just has this natural evangelical faith that seems a little bit like a bef- from my you know well suppo- that's so, not so, that's not I don't think that's totally true no 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 I'm not I mean, this I'm is talk- not but wait you gotta have to have me finish I'm not saying that's totally true what I'm saying is um, that's not what I'm saying it, it, that that there are such I have met such people in the Catholic Church okay who just don't do it. And what I'm saying is that my assumptions in my 20s, that somehow learning the Heart Sutra backwards and, and inside and out and getting the intellectual side, that is not a greater or lesser. It is half of the story. And the other right. half really is this liturgical, ritualistic, childlike engagement in the in the life of spirituality. So now, and there was an imbalance in me as an educated, slightly in a materialist society, having gone to a, a college, there was a bias towards science, figuring it out, mental activity, and a lack of devotional balance. And those two together are like gasoline and fire. And you, you're, they're actually disastrous without each other. And that's kind of what I was, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, uh, and, and I do find a lot of people in, the reason I think Christianity is in trouble right now is we don't have enough of like, let's look at the translation and go over this and get this straight. In fact, it's, it's one of the main reasons, Ben, I think. And, it, and, to, and, and it's, it's, it's destroying our country. 
It's where actually I have a I have a friend who <laughs> I think there's little chance of 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 him listening to this, um, uh, uh-huh. uh, which is fortunate. Um, probably probably I don't know or not. It maybe doesn't matter. But um, okay, he uh, he was really struggling about whether or not he could eat cheese, whether or not cheese is kosher, um, <laughs> because there's a rabbinical tradition that um, that in certain areas the cheese may or may not have come from a cow that was seen as sacred and um and so the (laughs) prohibition against false idols would prevent him from being able to eat cheese made from with with cow rennet that may have come from a cow that was um right that was worshipped now oh my um, gosh yeah i know i know oh, right? Lord have mercy. <laughs> i mean you gotta be I careful mean, we gotta serious. be careful you know oh. but yeah right? <laughs> i know i know i know and i'm going through this thing i'm like well wait a minute like what about cheese that isn't made with rennet and um and he's like yeah well you would think that would be fine but it's still cheese and i'm like well what makes it still cheese and he's like it's called cheese i'm like okay but like what language was this person speaking in you know, when was it spoken? He's like, oh, like, you know, 500 or so. I'm like, okay, so it wasn't, so he didn't say cheese. He's like, yeah, but he he said the thing that we continue to call cheese. Uh, like, how is it the thing we continue to call cheese? <laughs> if the thing he's saying is such that he's defining it as being that which is made from milk and animal rennet and salt, whatever the hell, I don't really know how cheese is made. Um, and that's not what this is, then how is this cheese? He's like, yeah, you would think that would make sense. But the thing is, there's been a consistent lineage of a product that's called cheese that we've called cheese over time. Like, there's no, this is, I'm like, that's your false idol, man. Like, you're making a false idol of the word cheese. Like, that somehow (laughs) cheese is is this thing that has some nature in and of itself to mean something that transcends the meaning that we assign to it. Mm, God, mm. are you saying that God imbued the word cheese to be w- what it is? Like it's, it's really confusing. It very, um, very. That's yeah. some, that sounds to me and forgive me to, uh, that <laughs> sounds to me like who, unclear. Know, uh, that sounds like unclear thinking. And there's a there's a deeper contradiction to me in it, an irony in which a cow being seen as sacred may or may not be an idolatrous act. And in fact, uh, see, well, sure. seeing the world as sacred would be glorifying God Yahweh. The very God is glorified through God's creation very clearly in Torah. So, well, right. So, I mean, I mean the whole, whole thing is filled with the, massive the clarity with which a you know of a, a sixth-century rabbi understands what it means when a Hindu sees a cow as sacred, and but you know, in the case, I, and I will say for this individual who is unlikely to hear this, uh, but you know, on the off chance, I, 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 I think he is wholly capable of understanding, following, and accepting the line of reasoning that we're describing. Yes. But he also faces an inner conflict between yes. the, the, the tradition you see the, I, I, I forget how we put the, the wording you see, but like the, the like mes, not mechanistic, 
but like, mm-hmm. like following along with the tradition of what has been said by the elders and the status of, of accepting. And I don't want to say the rote practice. There's like the devotional practice mm-hmm. of accepting what goes along with the tradition of not breaking out from the tradition and trying to get creative for yourself. And, mm-hmm. and then the, the understanding that comes from engaging on the tradition in a way that allows you to think for yourself that these two are um, sometimes, you know, at odds or sometimes seem to be at odds or at least are sometimes at odds in, and in then, some of us. And then maybe pulling the, the microscope back further and getting even uh, higher up a little bit and looking to, and saying like, well, then all of these religions and all of the beings within the religions and all of their needs, whether they whether there's the more conventional staying within a kind of purely a kind of more devotional, completely faith-based or those beings who are perhaps more intellectually inclined or the combination thereof all creates in the Christian tradition, we would call the body of Christ. And Mm. so there's this, there's this symphony of thought. And then I would like to, the body of Christ seems too limited for my liking and so I would like, you know, the body of all the religions and all the implied unities within those religions, and then the greater unity that would come from the unities that are being yeah. seen within the. That's a very exciting thing to me because it is. Uh, that's a that I, it's yeah it is that really it truly is. is an exciting uh, process, yeah. and um, that would not be the end of specificity or peculiarity or particularity or particular paths or ways both within the path and then between the paths themselves in fact it might even uh, create a larger birth and girth and, and 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 sort of horizontal movement to to have a wider arms to to yeah. hold you know, so that would that would be my hope of our conversations and and in whatever oh, little course. way whatever little way it helps in that i know that's your hope but i just hope that 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 yeah. that, that that just it, it, well, and it, I feel that way. I yeah. mean, I certainly feel that there's yeah. been a, a a richness added to our conversations, in a sense, through um, yeah, <laughs> through your acceptance of another tradition, yeah. through your uh, engagement with another tradition, that the conversations that you and I have had over the years. Um, n- you know, now that we wouldn't describe ourselves as being the same religion. That's right. Um, uh, per, per se, you know. And then I would, I might, and then we could both step outside of religions, and we could say one of the main differences uh, would be my. At, uh, currently, I don't want to. I just my utter faith in the existence of God, my Creator, who mm-hmm. made me out of love and out of nothing, uh, and the. Not that you don't believe or not believe in God, but you would not make that statement. You might have a different notion of who. And I think that rather than it being a Christian or Buddhist thing, at the very core is kind of monotheism and not monotheism. Um, I want to say frankly, like uh, <laughs> it's stepping out of religions, but maybe not stepping out of religion or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, sorry. That, yeah. Thank you for clarifying. That's what, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah thank maybe. you. For, that's what I meant. to. Sorry, that's what I, I'm glad you said it. That's what I should have said. That's that. That is what I meant. I don't mean stepping outside of religion, but stepping outside of a specific. But rather, you know, you got it's you know a, a lot of ideas in Islam would go very quickly into my heart or in the Vedas, where there's a God-centered Vedic 
text or in a Christian, I can, I would step into that through my faith in God in a way that might be different for somebody who was questioning the nature of God or didn't believe in, in fact, a, a separate, a God that, 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 that created the world. But, uh, so, well, so, right. And so. then we get into like the, you know, this is this, well, if we could, we can describe a religion or we can describe religions. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's the confine? What are the confines of describing religion? Mm, mm, um, mm. right. As a greater archetype, as a greater concept, that's hard. Uh. <laughs> speaking of a, speaking of Rick Ching, <laughs> last week, yeah, how do we exactly. create a, ooh, exactly. gee, <laughs> that's right. eat careful, that's right. easy yeah. as you go, laddie. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's going to be, that's going to be pretty tough. Pretty tough. It's going to be pretty tough. <laughs> yeah. To, to describe the confines of that greater conception of religion. But that's, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of what we're, you know, what you Engaging. and I stiffed for yeah. in our, in our probing with one another over the years. Um, what, what are we trying to get? Like, what are we trying to get out of it? And it's like, oh, well, you know, are we trying to get, it, it, what's it contingent on? Is it contingent on our experience of God or not God? Is it contingent on our experience of a of this life or another life? Is it mm-hmm. contingent on our experience of the seen world or the unseen world? And um, I, I don't think, it, you know, any of those attributes have been, you know, neatly tied up. For for me, yeah, quite. I, I don't I don't feel comfortable confining religion to any of those limitations. I don't even feel comfortable saying that. It, it, I don't know. I feel I have this feeling, mm. right? It's, mm. it's terrible. I hate to speak this way, you know, mm. but mm. like in such vagaries, but, such um, vagaries. Yeah, I have this like intuitive sense that <sighs> even a lot of what people would confidently describe as non-religious. Um, would probably suit for me um, a greater conception of what I see as religiosity or what I see as, mm. as appealing about mm. really re- religiosity. Mm. Um, mm. What, uh, yeah. Mm. I mean, or what I, what I get out of it when I, I don't know, fancy myself a religious person, you know, <laughs> it's my, my way or my mode of engaging with the, yeah, the ever consistent drumbeat of existing in a way that gives me uh, succor and uh, in, encouragement, engagement, mm. fulfillment. Um, h- how do I? I mean, it's yes, the 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 science of living, the art of living. Yeah, and then and then and then interestingly, how my focus has shifted where you were you were laying out different ideas there before about what religion might uh-huh. be engaged in or not and to add the now the life i live and eternity mm-hmm. the relationship yeah. between eternity and the now the relationship between eternity its understanding of it and happiness in the now or not or how we relate to the suffering in the moment because we have yeah. a notion of eternality is and then what happened for me and what i see to be a refinement in Christianity and a deepening of faith is that I'm not looking for things to work out here like I used to. I'm just mm. not. And I have to say it, I'm not engaged in therapy 
uh, I need therapy and I am engaged in therapy. So uh, what I mean is when I'm in the, not, and not that religion can't include within itself, obviously therapy and a means to actually deal with the suffering here so our life is better now. However, the desire to have things work out here and make our life better now has often for me not made my life better. So, and, and, and that sounds strange and it, it does. Yeah, I mean, it yeah, sounds, and you're yeah, going mean, to push back. You're going to push back like I mean, crazy. Sounds, yeah. Uh, so, like so, and I, I expect, I expect like, a, like paradoxical. Yeah. Yeah. And it is paradoxical. But when, when okay. a person through faith believes and hopes a prophetic hope in the, the weight of glory that, if, you know, as Paul says, I think it's in Corinthians, you have no, if you could know what God has in store for you, when your wife gets mad at you or your job goes bad or you have no money, it would feel like a pebble in an ocean and not like a boulder in a pond. And I'm obviously completely riffing right now. But the notion uh-huh. of what Paul is saying is like, you're looking for happiness from something that cannot give it. You, you are looking for something to fill a void that is not fillable. You are looking for a life that doesn't have a cross. Your life is the cross. Your life is the truth of samsara. It is the truth of suffering. And therefore, the, the therapeutic notion that somehow we can make it work out here now we can to some extent there are better and we're, of course of course and yes we should i do believe a maturing religious attitude would include a lot more leaning into the cross and suffering as a means to eternal delight instead of it being the thing that's stopping it or the problem or the thing that needs to be conquered Death does not need to be conquered. It needs to be leaned into and so conquered. It's, it's a, it, the process is. <laughs> again, yeah. You again. laugh, uh, but, but, the, but, but instead well, of. Well, I do, because you yeah. said it doesn't need to be conquered. It needs to be conquered in this way, which is, you know, you're still saying it needs to be conquered. And you're saying, like, I don't need to, um, I don't need to engage. I cannot, I can, I can, I can fulfill myself in this world only by letting go of fulfillment in this world. But, but then, okay, so why should you let go of fulfillment in this world? Oh, well, you know, that'll, it'll give me fulfillment in this world to do so. Well, well why, why? It, it sounds like a trick. Like okay, it so let me, like, let me refine it further. What we think is yeah. fulfillment in this world is perhaps not. And when we don't get perhaps. what we want, it can be an incredible boon. What looks like fulfillment to a materialistic mindset like I have, trained in certain things, certain things need to happen and then this thing will happen and then I'll be cool. Uh, the, The very notion of what fulfillment is changes in the light of the cross. It utterly is utterly transformed and in the light of eternity. So it, and it, and it, 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 and that's that's a big part for me of being at peace with the suffering in myself and others in the world and still getting to work doing something about it but but let the chips will fall where they fall but you know what I did until my last breath I fought the good fight I fought the good fight until my last breath. And you know what it didn't do here? It didn't turn out. Yeah. And you're not a failure, Kevin, because it didn't. 
because you you got arthritic. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It just the but yeah. Okay, that's fine. But that doesn't. It it you know what what is it turns out. I mean, so of course, right? In this, I feel defensive of a conception that I'm. I, I don't know, you know, that I do or don't have, that I, I don't have a personal position on, but I still feel defensive <laughs> of, right? Uh, Which is uh, uh. how religiosity would look, how a religious spiritual practice or something, you know, religious practice or spiritual yeah. practice or the like yeah. would look yeah. Yeah. for one who says, this life is all there is. And is, is someone still, you know, is someone allowed in the door? And, you know, if that's their position, do I still share enough with them if that's their position, and that's well, like the, that's like part the thought, of. Well, I would say, let's see how it turns out. I don't know what to say to that. But well, go, okay. Go, I go mean, ahead I, and I try it. Would, try mm. it. Find a system. Okay. Where, well, go ahead and go, I would say good luck. Well, okay, oh well, okay. I mean, but I would, you know, I would say good luck, and I would hang out and have coffee with them, and I would talk with them about it, and I would, I would share what I'm working on and what they're working on to to aid. I hope. They yeah. and myself in our yeah. journeys, yeah. and um, and if the goal, when you say like whatever, I, I, I don't know, you know, I don't, it, it didn't work out, but I fought the good fight, or like I know that I spent every day knowing that I fought the good fight, and maybe it didn't work out, but I fought the good fight. But that's not if that's what if that's your goal is to fight the good fight, then it's not true that it didn't work out. Oh, like what is oh, it worked oh, out mean, oh. right? Like oh. there's still ways of engaging. That say if that's your goal, if your goal is to fight the good fight, then your goal is to fight the good fight, and you can fight that good fight in every well, moment. And does it work goal, out? It, it does. The goal is e that then it worked out. The goal is eternal bliss and beatitude. The goal is not to fight the good fight. It's not the goal. That would be silly. The the, Why the would fight that be silly because the fight is fought in the in in with, with a with a goal in mind. But necessarily, but, well, necessarily, you wouldn't even fight the fight. I but I'm not saying there's not a goal. I didn't yeah, say no, I understand. No goal. The goal isn't to fight the fight. Not not in the, not in the context of Paul, of course. So. Oh well, I'm yeah. not making a statement about Paul. This I is know, not. I'm not, not making an attempt I to would, interpret I Paul. So, I would be so much to say as the very, the very heart of one of the hearts of the religious life, yeah. is actually coming to a knowledge that this isn't all there is. That is the very basis. Of religious thought, the very basis by which and for which I would engage in it, because if it's I, I the don't, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I know you that disagree. That's somehow with that. one. I don't. Ju I just, but I don't necessarily disagree with the statement that this, that this isn't all there is. What I what I disagree with is that that is necessarily a sacrosanct line over which, when you cross it, you're no longer. Religious, or you're no longer a spiritual. Aspect. I would say that's what you I don't can still be spiritual. I don't know if it would be religious mm -hmm. at that point. I think relig religio, the notion of ligamenting, re-ligamenting ourselves to the truth, or re-yogaing ourselves, or connecting. Implicit in that, as I understand religio, uh -huh. is eternal bliss. I, I I think that it would be uh, in keeping with um, very very orthodox forms of Buddhism uh, to disagree with you, and um, and not necessarily all of them, but if one were to say that um, 
Yeah, you know, on one end, like, you know, a Buddhist might accuse you um, of reifying the unseen world um, by saying that uh, we are we are engaging with our projections, we are engaging with our perceptions, and there's not some unseen world uh, waiting behind it for us to discover. There's what we're projecting laid out before us. And what is unseen, right, is, um, is a world without these super impositions that we're adding. Now, the other thing that, you know, and that's not, that might be like more of a Mahayana Buddhist retort, but then a, like a Hinayana Buddhist retort would be that, that the end of pain spoken in a negation is, is the religious goal. And in fact, the, the, um, Gyunrik, uh, uh, yeah, uh, what is it? Uh, Pemrik Gyunchepa, the, the cutting off, the ending of the continuum of, a, a painful mind and body. While that doesn't necessarily appeal to me, okay, it's a tradition. It's a classical religious system. Oh, I mean, I'm oh. just saying it does exist. Oh, that's what, as I mean, a classical religious system. I mean, that's what all monotheistic paths teach. So I don't see that there's no difference there. Oh, that that <laughs> I mean, oh, that, that the beings it's called no, but called but, paradise. but I'm saying, yeah. Theravadan Buddhism says that the 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 stream of the person stops. Okay. Oh, um, oh, oh, well then, then, okay, well that's, uh, that's profoundly, that's I don't know how that, how is that even, so what, that's, that's, is that, how is that interesting? Well, that's, listen, that's a legitimate question to ask, and I'm not offended by I, asking I know, that question, I did, I did, and no, I struggle I, with that question, I mean, but, but I mean, I'm saying it's an orthodox, thing. it's an orthodox religious tradition, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, alive yeah. and well in the world. Well, I would um, disagree that that was religion, so. I well, I mean, I would say that the heart to get to hold the, the, you know, the, the keys to the gate that says that, and that's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm, I'm oh, like, well, when we're challenging made, what it, what are or not the confines of that terminology, because I've come to conclusions. I mean, it, my, my, just because I see things as, as lacking a nature or because I understand certain things about my reality, I've come to conclusions. One of the conclusions being, I don't know if one can engage or even even find happiness here, without a notion of eternality, and um, you might have something that's fleeting, where it's. But I honestly uh, see it, and I respectfully disagree. Like I, with no like, I would engage with the Theravada and say, well, then, then why are you engaging? For what reason are you engaging in the end of suffering if there is, for what reason then are you engaging in that? What is the... Because uh, it, it hurts. Yeah, right. Hurts. But then, so you, but, 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 but once it stops, then there's nothing to hurt or to enjoy. There's just, so what freedom. would... Freedom. Okay. But who's, who's enjoying it? I mean, who, yeah, I mean... I, Who, I'm not. Who's enjoying? They're not. They're not talking about enjoying freedom. They're talking about letting go of of suffering. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not. Listen, yeah. my my interest is not necessarily to defend or not defend that position. That's not my branch of Buddhism. I, I you know, by the way. But right, of course. Um, I'm not going to tell. You know, I, 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 and not only am I not going to tell, but I don't accept um, that. Uh, that that's not a religious person, that a, a Theravadan monk, you know, who, you know, gets their begging bowl every day and spends however many hours in meditation. Um, yeah. And, 
Um, and, and, and very likely, I think in many cases, find some meaningful and profound fulfillment. Uh, they tend, you know, the, the meditation lineages are very impressive in those systems. Yeah. Um, I, I suspect that there's a lot of fulfillment and maybe even, dare I say it, bliss occurring in some of the, the bodies and minds of a great number of these, yeah. you know, yeah. serious ardent practitioners yeah. of, you know, this, what is, yeah. I don't know, one of the, one of the world's great religions, you know, yeah, a religion. No, no and and of course, um, you know, there are as many Theravadan traditions as there are Theravadans. So there are many Christian traditions as there are sure. Christian. And that's sure. just, that, that is that is so that there are certainly Theravadan monks, for example, one who listens to this podcast, uh, who does not think that, uh, that maybe has a different world of you than well, the one you I'm, just laid I'm out. I'm just talking about an, yeah. an orthodoxy, a scriptural orthodoxy that yeah. suggests that yeah. Uh, with with seldom exceptions, that even Lord Buddha eventually went to a parinirvana, where uh, the the stream of awareness and mind stop, and that it's just that's just scriptural. I yeah. mean, I you know yeah, that yeah yeah yeah. And I I'm not yeah. saying that everyone look. You don't have to, you know, if you're a Christian and, and you don't accept, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I eternal damnation, um. You know, cool, man. You know, but I, you're not. Um, but there is, there is an orthodoxy that suggests it. Also, there um, is. There's also an orthodoxy that suggests it isn't. So that's interesting. So Greek well, sure. Greek orthodoxy teaches the harrowing of hell because origin in the years of the third century, two hundred, around the time of Aryanagarjuna and Master Patanjali. How strange. Um, around the time, just before St. Augustine, all this crazy time period, this very wonderful, filled with possibilities uh, to, 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 to sort of foray into. This Greek Orthodox tradition teaches, uh, or at least Origen, you know, uh, who's the sort of father of Greek Orthodoxy and Augustine being the father of Western Christian Orthodoxy. And so there's a fight there between the two, and it's a lovely fight. Um, is eternal damage... Like it, it just is, a, and I know we don't want to get sidetracked. And you're just giving an example as as you were doing with the Theravadan. It could yeah, we could have right. used anything as example, but it it does bring up a a pretty um, maybe maybe one for another um, conversation. But the yes the the idea at the end of our debate, we throw up our mala and we say, you know, yeah, by the goodness of this debate, you know, all, all the all the all the hell will be emptied. All of it will be emptied, uh -huh. and and this is uh -huh. the this is the notion of the the Greek Orthodoxy, and it's a very beautiful one, um, and I happen to hold it, um, um, because of my beautiful Buddhist bias, and so I break <laughs> with Western Orthodoxy, uh, in 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 that way. So yeah, and here I am in a Western Orthodox tradition. So. <laughs> so your point yes, is really well right. made. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know. And the, the Zen tradition also, I think, is a mm -hmm. cool example of, um, and this is interesting because he keeps talking about a notion of eternity. And, um, I, you know, I don't know how much uh, leeway that gives me when you say a notion of dot, dot, dot. Right, and we get into this question of reifying mm -hmm. words. Right, reifying the word cheese, reifying the word, <laughs> word religion, you know, reifying <laughs> the word eternity. Right, um, that um, that now you see the 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 Zen con conception of an eternal now 
that has always been and always will be. And there has never been, nor will there ever be any other moment than now. Yeah. And, um, and that is, you know, it, I, I, either immediately contradictory or ultimately embracing of eternity. I'm not sure which. (laughs) (laughs) More neither. Yeah, right. I don't know. Is it neither? (laughs) (laughs) Or is it both? No, wait. That's the the tetralemma. (laughs) And that's got some real appeal to me and and actually was a lot of my entrance into my personal spiritual journey um me too was engaging in the yeah the the infinity of this instant that indeed pop everything that could possibly be needed um or that could possibly be conceived of as available or that i could ever avail myself of that could ever be that could ever be of use to me that will ever be of use to me can only be is only ever has only ever been you know god bless him eckhart tolle um uh you know now 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 and my right? goodness and which is also reified as all hell you know yeah, by you but, know whatever the 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 oprites yeah. of of yeah, new yeah. american religion yeah yeah the, the the you know the secret so to speak but but, but yes. you know you know you know but, and yet the uh-huh. popular zen notion which is largely behind be here now and lama foundation and has obviously been refined this foundation uh-huh. that was started by by um my my wife's parents who you know yeah. one became muslim and one stayed universalist and then there was a split and <sighs> yet again my son is there now studying and i'm going there to teach and it's like well how do we you know, you know this, this 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 our talks are largely preparation for this because i i you know i see a book like be here now and it seems a, uh, it's like reading it's like popular zen it's like american uh-huh. it's and it's yes. and that is really the flavor that's in that book sure there's taoism uh-huh. and there but but zen we and then there's a flavor of zeniness in uh-huh. every <laughs> single religion we have to have that feeling the eckhart <laughs> the eckhart toll feeling is a crucial facet to religiosity to religion itself there's a notion that there's a parallel reality in Christianity, in Buddhism. There are portals through different symbols and understandings, direct experiences, indirect intellectual faith, whereby we do get to taste of beatitude here. And it keeps us leaning into the cross. It keeps uh-huh, us right. showing up to That's work. Right. It keeps That's us right. trying to be good dad. And my goodness, without that Eckhart Tolle, I tell you what, man, if I don't get some kind of some like to totally mess with what I said before, if I don't, if, if in leaning into this stuff, there isn't some taste, come on, man, I'm not going to keep doing it. I'm just going to, I'm going to drink more beer than I already do and, and, and watch more TV than I already do. And, 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 you know, it's, 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 I don't see the point. So it has to be, so I really actually appreciate the idea in this way. Every moment has a demand. It has, it is, it is asking something of me. And if I can see and have no FOMO, no fear of missing out, here I am doing this thing, digging this ditch, doing this, did whatever it is, paying this tuition bill for my daughter's car, whatever it is, if I can see it in a risen light, 
in a fully effulgent way with all its sufferings and difficulties. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if, if I'm not making that effort, Ben, I don't think I can go on. It's too much. It right. to, to not, you know? And so, yes, I so I, 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 so I, I one appreciate could build, you pulling I'm me back from the brink. You know? <laughs> a religious practice, you know, in which one engaged. And, and again, like, and that's why I'm talking about this reification, right? Yes. Because we might be pointing to the same thing, but if I were instead, if I set up my religion, instead of attacking the idea of a soul, right? And I go yeah. out on the uh, Anatman circuit, yeah. you know, go f- <laughs> to freak out all the stiffs, you know, who are, the Anatman right? circuit. To right. And I'm going to go out and I'm going to, I'm going to preach non-eternity, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. A, a, uh, because there has never been a moment beyond this one and there never will be. And there's never been a moment and no smallest possible piece of a moment you can imagine has ever lasted. Any smallest piece of this instant that you could ever reach for is already gone. Mm-hmm. Eternity can never come. This time after will never be because the second you think about this instant, the instant is gone. And the second you think about this part of a part of a part of a part of a part of an instant, it's all receded before us and can never be touched. And there's nothing left to do but live. Like you could do it. You could see an argument for creating, you know, uh, a religion of engagement around a conception of opposition uh, to the eternal. And strangely, that would and and that opposition could dissolve by Zen. I don't know what happens. The very does the very if we go to our prasangika, if we go to our madhyamika of the Tibetan way of Jesongkapa of questioning and seeing how we reify reality, wouldn't couldn't it possibly be the case that those Zen guys, what they're trying to describe is is a lack of a nature. They're 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 throwing time itself into into not even projection built that. It's it's like I don't I don't know, but there's something to it. it it's obviously yeah, right. right. I mean, when you tell someone <laughs> you can you can never find anything except for the now, then you send all these people going looking for the now. But but I ain't so sure you can find that either. But at, at least you're uh, you're isolating your search to this now that you're looking for. And and if you you know you're looking for the past, you're looking for the future, mm-hmm. and you can't find if you struggle to find those things, they seem elusive to you. But at least now, that must be the one thing that exists to isolate <laughs> your search just to the now, because any of them exist. That's got to be the one. And if you can't find that one, then how likely are you going to be able to find the past or the future if you can't find that? Oh well, I totally disagree with that because I think that everything that changes isn't real, and only heaven <laughs> is real. And so, what right. I'm going to do is isolate my mind completely on heaven. And oh. Right. Did that isolation on heaven turn you into a strange a revel, person who revels in revelation in a totally weird and cruel way? Or did that change you into a person who enters fully into the moment in the name of that heaven to which you are inexorably heading? My goodness, I don't know. I said, like, 
but you, but and it, we can it, see, and it's not hard to see both. And you and see people that are right, so. Right. I'm just here now, like you know who you That's know, right. like I, I me. I, you know, I had a <laughs> I friend. Had that <laughs> you pointed that. To I was me. coming out of my mouth, and I was not thinking of you. And then I was like, oh, I should tread lightly with what I'm about to say here because he may identify it with himself. <laughs> I knew where you were going yeah. before you knew. Damn it! Uh, <laughs> I'm afraid so. No, I think you're right. Yeah, sorry. It's okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> like Kevin, I'm, I'm, uh, you're a half hour. Like, yeah, but I was engaged. In the, yeah, I know, I know. You were really in the now, but like, <laughs> but like my now really sucked while you were in your now. Just so you know, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> just so you know, it's an interesting right. now for you. I'm glad you enjoyed it because uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, right. Yeah, I know. I have a friend who, um, yeah, was doing this like overtly said, I'm doing this practice, you know, where I don't use, I, I'm not doing clocks for this period of time. And, um, you know, I'm like, yeah, that, that's cool. You're doing that. But the, like, do other people know that? Like when someone says, I'll meet you at 12, do you say yes? Like, or, or like what? Or do you say, I, uh, when the sun is like, you know, anyway. Yeah. Well, I just told um, my, I just told my client I'm building his house without levels. So, um, We'll see how we'll, oh, good. We'll see yeah, how that goes. Good. Just because you know, level, you know, yeah. level's a perspective. Yeah. It's not an objective reality. And no, I just as long true. as it just level compared to what? Level right. I mean, bubbles? what's his deal? I mean bubbles, bubbles between you know? two lines. I mean bubbles. So, what could be more ephemeral than a bubble between two lines? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we have to go get to work. <laughs> yeah, totally. All right, bro. Love you, bro. Thank you, dude. I love you, dude. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, dude. Hugs to Ezra. Hugs to Kendra. And I look forward to hearing about your home. Okay. Bye, buddy. Thank you. All right. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you.